Hi, and welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast about movies, media, books, etc. I'm your host, Marsha. And I'm Mike. And today we are talking about Knives Out, Glass Onion, 2022. Uh, so the short synopsis of the movie is that Daniel Craig, who plays Benoit Blanc, Detective Benoit Blanc, is um, given an invitation to come to an island by an eccentric millionaire, or maybe he's a billionaire at this point. I don't remember. I think it's supposed to be a billionaire. Okay. I think I think they're making fun of Elon Musk. Oh okay. well, okay. <laughs> um, an, ex- an eccentric rich person, and um, to solve a murder that has not occurred yet. So um, we have Edward Norton as Miles, the eccentric billionaire. We have Kate Hudson as Birdie, um, a washed-up actress slash model. We have Dave Bautista as Duke, a Twitch streamer. His girlfriend, Whiskey, is Mad- played by Madeline Klein. Uh, we have Janelle Monet who plays Andy. Uh, and we find out more about her. I don't want to get too spoilery in the uh, description here. Um, we find out about... Uh, Catherine Hahn, who plays Claire, who is a... a politician. Uh, yeah, a politician. I was going to just say governor, but yeah, politician. Um, and then Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Lionel. Uh, he's a scientist. And uh, Peg, who is Bertie's assistant, played by Jessica Henwick. Uh, there are some other guest appearances sprinkled throughout by... Ethan Hawke, Hugh Grant, Natasha Leone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But uh, the main gist of it is it is a murder mystery. A uh, real whodunit. Yes. Uh, Ryan Johnson is the creator, and um, he is a huge Agatha Christie fan, and it shows. Um, I think it showed probably more in his original Knives Out movie than this one, but that's a personal opinion. Um what did you rate it? I give it an a, a, a three popcorn. Three, okay. Three out of five. All right. I debated. I I went. I I thought about two and a half. Whoa! But okay. I, I I went with three. Wow, we are on opposite spectrums here. I gave it a four. Uh, mainly because I just enjoyed it so much. I did have it pretty much figured out. Uh pretty early on but i just enjoyed the uh the movie so um if you have not already seen the movie then i would suggest you not listen any further yes especially with the murder (laughs) mystery (laughs) we are getting very spoilery um and we will be talking about whodunit so again spoilers ahead uh, so we open, and the date on the screen is May 13th, 2020. So we are to be aware that everyone is just coming out of lockdown, but it is in the height of COVID uh, pandemic uh, mania, kind of. Not, I don't want to say mania. Maybe it just the uncertainty that surrounded that time period um, and the restlessness that everybody was feeling at that time period. Um, so... We see Catherine Hahn, um, who is Claire, who is doing an interview at home um, with, uh, was it CNN? Yes, uh, Jake, Jake Tapper. Okay. You, you missed another cameo, Jake Tapper. Okay, I don't watch CNN, so I don't <laughs> know who Jake Tapper is. But sure, 
Um, in the midst of her doing her interview, she gets a delivery and it is uh, this odd wood grained box. Um, next we see Lionel who is um, a scientist and yeah. he is talking with, uh, I guess some investors. They weren't super clear. You're just kind of thrown into it. He's on a like Zoom call. He's frustrated with the um, eccentricity, eccentricities of Miles who is his uh, benefactor. Yeah. And um, they talk about <laughs> apparently um, Miles sends faxes that's how he communicates. Um, and he um, sent a fax one time that said kids or crypto equals kids. And they had no idea what it meant. And then they had a kids, apparently a crypto kids app that did really well. So, you know, <laughs> um, but he, um, you can see Lionel's not, he's a little frustrated with the mile situation. He's not really ready to sign off on something that seems like it is volatile. Um, but you don't really know what he's talking about here. Uh, he also receives the same package. Um, and then we cut to Birdie, who is played by Kate Hudson, and she is throwing a package. Or, sorry, she's throwing a party, and she also receives the same package. She's throwing a party in the middle of lockdown and does not care. <laughs> that's what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, she's, and that's her, throughout her character, is somebody who's supposed to be this sort of... Flaunts all the, like, social, social norms. Current convention and, yeah. and, I guess, political correctness. Oh, yes. She, she claims to call it as she sees it. Oh, yes. Uh, I have a great quote later about that from uh, Detective Benoit Blanc. Um, but so the three of them end up, oh, also, sorry. Um, well, the three of them get on a call first and then Dave Batista gets into the frame. Dave Batista is a Twitch streamer and he's like a, um, I guess he's like supposed to be like a red pill, like, uh, uh alpha male well, kind he, of he's podcaster. supposed to be the liver king. Oh, okay. The liver king. Oh, okay. I get, uh, when you think yeah, about it. All right, yeah. All right. Like, like Miles is a loose take on an Elon Musk type, right? Crypto and all this stuff. You can kind of see it throughout. And then he's more supposed to be like this liver king okay. type person. That I was not associating stuff. any of them with like actual people. Oh, but I mean, uh, I guess well, I Well, I don't that. know. How do you not associate? Because to me, one of the things that I thought the movie did well was the subtle shots and you know, like the German, like they, I, no, no, I they, like this. they scorched I like Jeremy Renner throughout the from his hot sauce all the way down. I like this analysis. I just when we were watching it, it didn't click in my head to associate these people directly with. Yeah, other people. I when they meet because you know he's this bit you know Batista's former WWE wrestler. Yeah, and which I don't know why I've seen so many Batista movies. And we have seen like a lot. In everything. <laughs> from guard, uh, I mean. You know, you, you always think of, like, uh, a John Cena or somebody like that, you know, the, of the more popular WWE people. But, my goodness, I would tell you Batista has had a more successful movie career. Well, that's going to be one of my burning questions. Okay. So we'll, we'll oh, get... I do want to add in a little something here. Batista is playing, I think, a kind of against character. From all accounts that I've read, this is not Batista's kind of personality. Um, I mean, obviously, he is very very bulky he is ripped yeah. um and he is a former wwe guy but um i've seen an interview where he was talking about how he wished that he could get some kind of rom-com lead that he's yeah. like people like me don't really get you know movie yeah. leads like that and i just think it's really sweet yeah um anyway so but his character 
It's got his girlfriend Whiskey makes it, um, cameos on his Twitch ch channel as well. And um, she goes in there and she jiggles her boobs and says, sorry, feminist. And he talks about the breastification of America. <laughs> so it was, um, you know. But then we find out that um, Duke actually lives with his mom. And so he starts mouthing off to his mom and she slaps him. <laughs> Counterbalance the machismo. And um, so she's like, you got a package. And she's already done the first step of opening the package, which the other, we, he gets in on the four-way call now with Claire, Lionel, Birdie, and now Dave, and or sorry, Duke. And they're um, they're trying to figure out how to open up the package. And um, But I loved it that Duke's mom knew all the, the puzzles immediately. She's a, a smart cookie. Well, I think it, it's, it's setting you up because you know, these four people are presented to be kind of dolts in their own right. They're not really their own, you know, they're, they're doing all this stuff, but they're not really all that smart. They're not even really good people. I would say that, I would definitely say they're not really good people, but I would say that Lionel is at least considered to be fairly smart. He's the scientist and he does at least seem to understand the, the sciencey stuff. A, a, a little bit, but I think, you know, you, as you find out through the character reveal, you know, they're sort of bankrupt, and, and you know, oh yeah, as, morally bankrupt. But yes. but even also a little bit in that Miles is sort of funding all of them and propping them up. None of them are what they appear to be. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, and and yeah, it's funny because the mom solves multiple steps of this yes. by telling them what to do. You know, it's it's a compass. She, you know, she's. Yeah. she's oh yeah, she's, she's got it. She's got it figured out, and and you know. And it's not even hard for her. They're like struggling to figure stuff out. And she's, yeah, and she's she, just like, not, listen, it's, it's this, this, listen, it's, it's that. that. She's not even even at the box half the time, and she's like, it's that. And yeah. It's just like a throwaway comment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like she she knew what it was as soon as she saw it, and yet here are I all wish these. I saw more of his mom. Here are all these, you know, this great politician, this supposed scientist, this great, and yeah. the, they're all. Yeah. Can't, can't halfway figure it out. Well, they finally get it open. It is an invitation to um, Miles's private island for a week of fun in the sun. Um, so they're like, cool. Um, and then... And I guess the, the setup is they've been doing retreats like this once a year. Yes. They're all old friends. Yes. So um, we do learn later that they've been doing this for like eight years. And so it's like once a year for eight years. So, um, but... Uh, so we cut away from them and then we cut to Janelle Monet, who um, is staring at the box and she seems incredibly angry or upset. Um, I'm not sure if angry is the right word. She, she seems off, put off by it. Um, so she ends up taking a hammer to it and that's how she opens it. And... Um, so then we cut to we cut away from her and we cut to Detective Blanc and he is playing uh, Among Us in the bathtub <laughs> and he's not very good at it <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny because of course everybody was playing Among Us during that time period. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was funny that like the world's best detective is not good at a uh, you know, a game of lying in wits and and figuring things out yeah and see again that's kind of part of it that i didn't it's like i don't believe that i think he'd be good at that game oh well, yeah so 
Um, Natasha Leone is on the call as herself, uh, playing Among Us, and I think uh, that is also where we see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is also in the game. Uh, so they're trying to give Blanc pointers, and he's just not. He's like, I don't like this. Um, but he also gets a box. Um, so Kate Hudson, we cut then to where they're meeting up to meet for the island. Um, before, so before they get on the island, they have to, they meet up and get on a, a, a boat to go there. And, um, I just thought it was interesting. I wrote down what everybody was wearing. So, um, Blanc and Lionel are both wearing regular masks, right? I mean, they're like cotton or they're not, um, they're not the disposable kind, but they're regular face masks and they're wearing them properly. Um, Kate Hudson is wearing a mesh mask. <laughs> uh, Catherine Hahn is wearing her mask, but she's wearing it wrong. It's below her nose 90% of the time. And Dave Batista's not, Dave Batista and his girlfriend Whiskey are not wearing masks at all. I also noted that, um, cause you know, they all are excited to see each other. They see um, Detective Blanc, they recognize him. So they talk about, you know, how he does these extravagant trips every year. Um, everyone has to get a shot in the mouth. It looked like some kind of gas. I wasn't really sure what it was. Everybody's choking I except for- I think it's just a movie thing to get you past the plot point of why these people could take their mask off during that time. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, there's, and he puts the biometric bracelet on them and yes. to make sure everybody's COVID free or whatever. Like, I think it's supposed to just, I don't think it's supposed to be explained. Right, but they specifically don't explain it because yeah. Detective Blanc asks the guy multiple times what it is and the guy will not answer him. So but It's kind of the same thing with the whole Alpha, you know, the company Miles is supposed yes. to have found it. They never really go into any detail of actually About what kind of company what it is. What it really yeah, is. Or exactly. So um, Andy is played by Janelle Monet, and Andy um, shows up last. She also is not wearing a mask. Um, but, uh, you know, the rest seem surprised to see her, uh, at this point, we don't know why. Um, and then, uh, we find out later that Miles apparently cut Andy out from some big business thing. Again, we still don't know all the details of everything. Um, so we get to the island and Edward Norton is playing Miles and he is playing the guitar. And he's playing um, the Beatles' Blackbird. Blackbird. Yeah, Blackbird by the Beatles. Um, and he, say, he says... I think somebody at Netflix must like that song. Oh, it's it's in a lot of things. Yeah, but it's in a lot of things on Netflix. Okay. Like, um, the, the thing I immediately thought of was the movie the kids like, The Boss Baby. Oh, I didn't think that was a Netflix thing. Was mm -hmm. it a Netflix? Yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix, but I don't yeah, think it was yeah. made by no, Netflix. I, I, yeah, it was, it was Netflix. Okay. It's just, it's, I, I, I find it ironic. Like, yeah. it's kind of one of those things how if you drive a certain car, you start seeing the car everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, anytime, watch how many times Blackbird comes up in something on Netflix. It's kind of, okay. it's a little bit, I, I don't know, it's just. Well, I do notice that it is in a lot. Yeah. And um, Edward, or uh, Miles, um, tells, uh, well, first of all, the dock that they pull up to is a glass dock. So, that's only available at low tide. Exactly. It's weird. <laughs> so, um, so he's he's singing the the Beatles song, and then he um, he basically implies that it's for Birdie because yeah, she Blackbird Birdie, you know, whatever. 
Um, and she says, oh, my song. And she's so <laughs> excited. And then he's like, on the guitar that Paul wrote it on. And then he just throws the guitar down. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, and then Andy makes a comment to Blanc. She says, this is some weird rich people shit. So, <laughs> uh, so it was good. Um, and then, you know, then uh, Miles goes into what the Glass Onion stands for, the past, present, and future. Um, and then there's a random dude that's walking around with beer. He looks like a stoner guy, and he is constantly just saying, not here. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of, like, walking around. Um, and then there's an hourly dong, which means it literally goes dong, dong. on the hour. So... I don't know. <laughs> I guess that was supposed to mean something. I yeah, I don't. I didn't put that. Other than it being like a cheap, like twelve-year-old, like. Yeah, I see, and again, that was part of the reason I didn't. I there was a lot of that in this movie that I, maybe I just didn't get it, but stuff like that that I. It, it, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it's, like, I, I'm not sure what plot device that was meant to forward or... I don't think it was. I think it was literally just a cheap middle school joke about saying yeah. dong. Yeah, like, so that's the only thing that yeah, I could I, figure there, out. There, there was a lot of things in the movie that my mind sort of yeah. had trouble putting together with what I was... Maybe what I was expecting was something different. Yeah, I get that. So, um, he, then Miles tells everybody that their bracelets are their key to their rooms and each room is, um, he has chosen them that each room is aligned with their chakras or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Miles asks Blanc why he's there because he didn't invite him and Blanc seems surprised and he's like, what? And so he explains that he got the same box that everybody else got and they just try to figure out what happened. And um, they figure that maybe one of the other guests sent him the box, put their box back together and sent it to him. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, okay. But they were all excited about having the world's greatest detective at what was supposed to be this grand murder mystery party. Right. Because Blanc is like, I mean, I can leave. And the guy was, and so Miles is like, no, 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 stay, man. You're invited. You're invited. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so they say. Um, we see uh, Duke. Wearing a Speedo with a gun tucked into it, which <laughs> I'm not a huge gun person, so I don't know how this works. You're not supposed to get guns wet, right? Yeah, no. So, like, the idea that and, he, and, he'd be and, swimming in the pool with it on his Speedo and then he could get out and shoot it, I was like... I mean, I think they're... they're they, I mean, you they'll, it just depends on if you get the powder wet or not with the bullets. Like, it, you know. But if you were in the pool for, like, say, 30 minutes before you I, shot listen, it. Listen, I'm not sure how you're holding the, like, a, a, a gun with. Yeah. That's loaded. I mean, it's got a little weight to it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. light. So I'm not sure how his suit was staying up <laughs> while he's. Yeah, good point. Like, and also, just in general firearm safety. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Not sure I'd want a nine millimeter tucked into Oh, my... and they're all out there drinking, and he's just shooting it off in the air for yeah, no reason. I, I mean, like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, no. It's not good. Yeah, not not a great look. <laughs> um, so, uh, whiskey is hanging all over Miles. Um, and, uh, but Miles gives kind of a background on each person and explains how they're a disruptor, and that's how we get the, you know, Birdie tells it like it is, and so she, you know, is a disruptor because of that, and um, Lionel being a great scientist and 
creating things that have never been created before and uh, Claire being a, a housewife that they, yeah. you know, has become a politician. So it, that's the, his little explanation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, she even, Birdie is, her, her political incorrectness has come in the face of when she did a costume that was supposed to be an ode to Beyonce. So they don't outright say she did blackface, but... It's implied. It's implied. It's implied she insulted... She was made anti-Semitic tweets. Oh, yes. She called somebody Jewy and didn't <laughs> realize that Jewy was a slur. <laughs> My favorite part was the sweatpants email that comes out later. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's good. So you, you, Bernie, you know sweatpants aren't made in sweatshops, right? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. Well... I thought that's where they were made. Um, so, uh, but apparently she also compared herself to Harriet Tubman on the Oprah, Oprah <laughs> show. So, so, you know, a, a lot of uh, <clears throat> missteps there. Um, but Andy uh, gets frustrated after this little speech from Miles. And um, she says that each one of them will stab a friend in the back um, just to hold on to what they have. Um, and then she storms off. It was interesting during this scene. Um, I noticed that everybody was looking at her, Andy, as if she was like, as if she was saying something that they didn't want to hear or something that made them uncomfortable, except for Peg. Did you notice how no, Peg, Peg looked at, at Andy with such reverence? Like Peg was just so happy to like be in Andy's presence and like uh just when she was talking she was so excited and i was like okay so peg's peg's good people yeah um and then after that you know uh birdie sidles up to blanc and says another comment about you know just speaking it like it is and he says it's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought to speaking the truth <laughs> yeah and i was like Thank you very much. I'm very frustrated that we live in a world where people cannot delineate the difference between no filter and speaking it like it is. It, so, anyways, um, at some point, right after this, Peg goes up to Miles and begs Miles not to make Birdie make the statement about Bangladesh. So we haven't, as Mike alluded to a little while ago, we haven't really talked about it, but we find out that um, Bangladesh is where the sweatshops are, where they make Birdie's clothing line. Um, and again, I, I, I thought it funny there, you know, Kate Hudson has an actual clothing line. Yes, she does. So she, she, again, it, just <laughs> kind of one of those references, there's references throughout like that. And, you know. So, the fact that they have her with the clothing line. But apparently, Peg has worked for um, Birdie for a long time. And she's worried that if he t if Birdie gets dragged through the mud for this, which she, she will, that Peg's career opportunities are going to be squashed. She's going to have no other opportunities to do anything. Um, but he's like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't care. <clears throat> um, we see Duke... Um, seeing Whiskey sleeping with Miles and he gets frustrated um, and that's all we see from that. Um, then we go to the dinner party where there are glass sculptures everywhere in this like 
It's like a dining living room situation, but like on a grander scale. Yeah. And um, we also see the Mona Lisa. And um, apparently Miles went to Paris when he was six years old and saw the Mona Lisa and decided that he wanted his name to be tied forever to the Mona Lisa. Um, and then the stoner guy again walks through the stairs and says, Daryl. I don't Darryl. know. He just says, not here. And then yeah. he keeps walking. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, oh, uh, they talk about the high, the solid hydrogen fuel at the party. Um, it's called clear with a K with a K and, um, Lionel says, no, it's not ready. And, um, Miles says, because Lionel says, you haven't done enough testing. It's not ready. Yeah. And Miles says, everything on this Island is run by right. right. And, um, and so that's that. Um, then, uh, they Blanc, Blanc keeps asking about the game, the murder yeah. mystery game. And finally Miles is like, sure, go ahead and make your guess. And Blanc is well, figured. Well, I thought that, I thought it, that was funny. That how part of that where, because he says it's a game and Blanc immediately asks, well, what do you win? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, there's no prize. Yeah. And he's. <laughs> an iPad? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You can win an iPad. Yeah. I, I didn't think that was pretty funny. And, so, and then Blanc's like, so has it started? And he's like, well, I mean, I haven't been killed yet, but sure, it started. And, and then he, he, Blanc stands up and goes through the whole spiel and has figured out the entire murder mystery plot within, you know, just the little bit of time that he's been on the island. Yeah. Um, and it really makes Miles mad. (laughs) We find out that Miles had hired Jillian Flynn to write out the murder mystery and she was very expensive. (laughs) And he just solved it. Um, but I, 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 I kind of felt that way about the movie itself. Yeah. Like I didn't know if that was intended or not. Like I don't by know. the time, by, by about you know once they started to get into it, I it was like, because one thing about you know the Knives Out movies, so this is obviously the the sequel to the to the first Knives right. Out. Right. Uh, you know, they kind of go through things and then they sort of re-go through things to tell, you know... To re- show you what really to happened. To show you what really yeah. happened and everything you missed. But, you know, again, at this point, you know, I'm kind of like you. It's sort of like you started to see what was going to happen, who, who, like, I don't know, like, nothing really surprised me. Yeah. When they went back through, I'd sort of already... Agreed. Figured it out. Yeah. Uh, like, it's so... Which is kind of the opposite from the first movie. Yeah. The first movie, I was very surprised on how things happened. Yeah. Um, and the first movie, I know a lot of people were like, I knew it was Chris Evans the whole time. I did not know it was Chris Evans the whole time. And also, I was like, is that because I'm persuaded by the fact that Chris Evans is an attractive man? Or was that because it was such a good job on the film? I, I don't know. So, but I, I did not have him pegged from the beginning so i don't know yeah again this one just uh, sorry spoiler for the original knives out if you haven't seen it yeah i it it i don't know like i said there's i i felt like this one you know they had a lot of good humor and it you know there were parts that were comical and there were parts that you know oh yeah I still greatly but enjoyed as far this as, movie but, but as far I did as it have being the, a mur- the, mur- it, the mystery part figured out yeah it wasn't really a murder mystery movie it was it felt more tabloidy 
Yeah. To take cracks at celebrities than an actual murder mystery. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, but like, how can you replicate like that? But that's the thing. How do you replicate the first movie with the twist that that was, and with with, with Anna De Armas's character? throwing up every time she tells a lie. Like, I mean, that you can't recreate that. No, it's, but, you know, again, I, I, you know, I don't know. This one just wasn't quite, I, I didn't find it as good as the first one. Well, um, so we, um, Blanc outlines uh, now why everyone actually has a reason to murder Miles. And he's like, You've brought them all here. You've yeah. given them the idea of murdering you because you've already said it's a murder mystery game and I'm going to die. And it, he says it's like you put a loaded gun on the table and turned out the lights. Yeah. And, and you know, again, just you kind of see Miles is sort of using everybody. It's, yeah. So that's your first real. He's not, you know, he's supposed to be this great friend that's kind of their ringleader, I guess. But then you find out he's not quite what he is. You know? No, he's pull, he's pulling the strings. He's yeah. He's got the money, and so he's basically the puppeteer here, making them do what he wants them to do because he's got the money. And they all go along with him. Right. Because they're beholden to him. Yeah. But, you know, and that, and that sort of sets up kind of the moral dilemma in the movie. Yeah. Is that, you know, all these people are just as greedy as he is yeah so we find out that the glass onion was actually the name of the bar they used to all hang out in yeah um so a glimpse at um i guess if you were being charitable you could say that his island glass onion would be an ode to the bar or if you were not so charitable maybe you would think he can't come up with an original idea well i think that's yeah i think that's yeah, I mean, that's definitely the point. The, the, the theme throughout is that yeah. nothing is his own. He's sort of grifted everything. So, um, they've all been drinking at this point in time because the, the game's already been figured out. They're kind of like, well, what do we do we, now? We, yeah, well, they're trying to figure out because a lot of them are debating whether or not they should they stay. They want to leave, yeah. Yeah, they want to leave. Um, you know, because Miles is messing around with whiskey. Yep. And he's also not letting... Uh, Duke be on his news channel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and everybody else, they don't like the idea of clean being used. Yeah, clear. So, clear. <laughs> Sorry, clear. Clean, clean, clear. Um, so, clear is now, they're all pretty, pretty soft up at this point in time. And clear is like on edge because admittedly they know that they have not been a good friend to Andy and um, they don't understand why Andy's there. She's that's basically what it is. Aunt Claire confronts Andy and it's like, why did you come? What do you want? And um, Andy says, I want the truth. And then Duke stands up and says, oh, I'll be the bad guy. I'll tell you the truth. And he says, basically you're the loser. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Andy leaves the room. So she she kind of like uh, shoulder checks him as yeah. she's leaving the room, and um, and then uh, we see that there's. I wrote in my notes that there's just a lot of chaos going on in this scene. It, it, there's a lot of distracting things going on. So Duke's phone is just continuously getting Google alerts, and then every time his phone gets a Google alert, the protection glass for the Mona Lisa clicks up. Yeah, and. He's because he's put all this security around the Mona Lisa to keep anything from happening to it, 
but he put one override. Right. Switch. No, the security was actually from the museum, uh, and and the, and the investor and the like insurance around it. They had all that, so he put the override in it because he found it annoying. Right. So he's already showed all them all this earlier, but um. So the 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 glass keeps clicking up. The phone is dinging. They've got music going. It's it's a very um, sensory overload type of scene, which. I was like immediately like, well, something's about to happen. Obviously, they've got you distracted, and that's the whole point is to distract you. And um, and so, uh, Birdie's twirling around in her dress. Admittedly, the dress was fantastic. So you know, that's the first thing I said is that that's a that's a very pretty dress. almost like a peacock. <laughs> uh, like a peacock, like a like a a rainbow gradient, but with like shine to it. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and then it's very twirly too, so that works out great. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, Duke stands up, and you can tell he's choking. Yeah. Um, and we are trying to figure out: is it poison? You know, like what's going on here? Whiskey um, starts crying when she realizes he's dead, and then she leaves the room. So now everybody's in the room except for Andy and Whiskey. Yeah. Um, and so they decide they're going to call, they're going to call the police. Lionel calls the police. The police tell him they can't come until morning because of the stupid dock. Yeah. And, um, then we notice, or Miles notices that his, that the glass that Duke was drinking out of was, was actually his, his glass. Yeah. And so Miles is now freaking out that somebody's trying to kill him and accidentally killed Duke. And, um, the phone keeps dinging, but then all then it suddenly goes quiet after a little bit. But they also notice that du- that Duke's gun is missing, and then the lights go out. Presumably, uh, Miles tells Blanc before the lights go out that he had planned for the lights to go out as part of the murder mystery, and, and it had just occurred to him. Um, and so, uh, whiskey go, when whiskey comes running back into the room at some point in time, claiming that, um, Andy killed Duke and that she saw her and that she had trashed their room and she, like, it, it was Andy. And yeah. so now, um, Miles runs off and Blanc tries to follow him. Everybody now is kind of scattered around the house, freaking out. The lights are out. They're all in, uh, uh, chaos mode what's the mode uh fight or flight mode they're picking up objects to protect themselves like yeah like uh birdie has grabbed a a kitchen knife you know like they're they're out there all just insane and um we see blanc run into andy and um they're having a conversation and Andy's moving behind Blanc and then beside Blanc. Yeah, because Blanc says he needs to talk. Andy holds the key to who killed Duke. He's just got to talk to her real quick. And um, we see the gun and Andy gets shot. And um, when the lights come back on, you see Andy on the steps, bl- blood everywhere. Um, <laughs> you see Birdie with a knife. And they all like scream because they realize yeah. that Andy is now dead. And, um, then we cut back to, um, before the party and we see a woman who looks like Andy, but it's not Andy. It's her twin sister. Helen. Helen. Um, 
she comes directly to Blanc. Yeah. And she asks Blanc um, to help her find out who killed her sister. And she's the one that opened the box with the hammer. Yes. And she's got... And she gave uh, she gave Blanc the invitation from her box. Yeah. He never got a box. That was a lie. Um, and he... Um, they have a long conversation. They Andy's sister, it was... Uh, or Andy was made to look like she had committed suicide, but Helen doesn't believe it because Helen has looked back through. First of all, she just doesn't think her sister is going to commit suicide. There was no note. There's nothing like that. And on top of that, she looks back through her email and sees that she had just emailed the group showing that she had proof of like whatever was going to win. So apparently the big fallout between Andy and Miles you find out that everybody was actually Andy's friend mm-hmm. to begin with, not Miles' friend. She brought Miles in. She's the one that created this fictional company, Alpha, that had made all these billions of dollars. But Miles had wrestled it away in a court case mm-hmm. to sort of steal it. and Corporate you know, takeover, and then uh, they went to court to fight over it because it was um, intellectual property. And everybody had lied. And yeah. back miles instead of her. Yeah. And she was she was mad. And that explains the tension and all the anger throughout the first half. And kind of lets you see, you know, just how unfriendly some of them actually were. Yeah. And Miles, um, for whatever reason, Andy could not get her hands on the original napkin where she had written down the original plans for Alpha in the bar that night um, years and years ago. And uh, Miles recreated the napkin. And so that was his evidence in court as well as the people backing him instead of her. Yeah. Um, so that that's where all of this comes from. She lost her court case um, and she emailed the group saying that she had found the original the original napkin napkin. after all these years and so yep she was gonna publish it to the world yeah and they all freaked out um at this point in time i put the um in my notes that my main suspect was miles or claire now miles i'm from the jump is like i said who i suspected because it made the most sense that he could set everything up yeah to be in play the way that it was yeah and i think well also i think they were so the big split also happened because miles wanted to sell this new clean energy yeah that he was going to that they were going to make but it wasn't safe it's not safe at all Uh, as um as claire puts it at, at some point during the movie um, it's like turning everybody's house into the Hindenburg um, because it's hydrogen gas. Um, it's, you know, even in its solid state, at some point in time, it, tur- it gets turned into gas to be able to be utilized. So that's the problem there. Yeah. I only had Claire as a suspect at this point in time because of the fact that um, Claire is the only one who picked up on Andy not being herself. Claire's the only one that said something's not right with Andy. Something's off. So that's the only reason why I had thought that maybe Claire had something to do with it. But for the most part, I had thought Miles from the very beginning. Um, So 
Blanc, uh, you know, they have a little, another little moment where Blanc tells um, Helen that um, he's terrible at Clue. <laughs> uh, but their whole idea is that Helen will uh, dress and act as Andy because it's not been in the news about Andy's supposed they, they suicide. And um, so nobody but the killer would know. Yeah. So she, you know, gets her hair cut, does the voice, because they're from Alabama. <laughs> and she talks about how she grew up copying her sister, though, so they used to put yes. on boys and things. So she felt like she could do it. Um, and that, that was funny, because she talks about how um, when they were growing up, her sister would have an affected voice, which would be her rich person voice. And then when she started doing interviews, when she became really um, famous, that she was like, but if, if it wasn't that rich person voice, she was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyways, uh, they've decided, you know, so that's, the, you find out that's how she's on the island. It's not Andy, it's Helen. Um, they, they go back through and show all the other scenes where Helen is finding out all kinds of information about all every person. They're still trying to figure out who it is, who it is the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, I thought one of the interesting parts about when they were showing some of the back scenes was her and Whiskey's conversation. Yeah. Because Whiskey, the whole time, is at, you would think she's this flighty airheaded, you know, pretty girl that just gets by on her looks. And she kind of does just get by on her looks, but you find out that there's more substance to her when she's having the conversation with what she believes is Andy. Yeah. She has so much respect for Andy. She tells Andy that she, you know, and she... They sort of bond as outsiders in the group. Yeah. And she also, she, um, she reveals that she has higher ambitions. She wants to go into politics. She's She's glad that she's getting exposure on Duke's Twitch channel, but she's a little bit frustrated on the fact that he's going so red-pilled and it's she's worried it's going to hinder her chances in politics later. <laughs> so she 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 knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We also find out that um, Claire and Lionel had already signed off on Claire, even though both of them don't believe in it. But they if if Claire doesn't sign off on it, Miles will back the opponent of Claire in her next election. Yeah, bribing her. If Lionel doesn't sign off on it, uh, he gets fired. I don't don't remember what the whole thing, his thing was. But I mean, like, obviously Miles is his employer. Yeah, bankrolling his his science company. Yeah. Um, They know it's dangerous. Um, (laughs) There's uh, talking about, like, you know, there's little cameos here and there. Um, we, uh, get a cameo about Jeremy Renner's hot sauce and we get a cameo about Jared Leto's hard kombucha. So, (laughs) you know, um, anyways, uh, we also see that, um, Duke, uh, Claire and Lionel all showed up at Andy's house. Apparently Duke was there first and then Claire and Lionel showed up at the same time. And then they, they knocked on, um, Andy's door and Andy never answered because Andy was already dead at that point but they didn't know that um and then Birdie came a half hour after they left so in um Helen's mind they're all still suspects because any one of them could have showed up earlier and then pretended and came back later so um in my personal opinion I wrote in here um that there's no way that Birdie could be the killer because she's just too dumb yeah 
Oh, uh, like it just doesn't make any sense. No, no, yeah, she's. And she's not playing dumb. Shh, girl is dumb. Yeah. Like dumb, dumb. So, um, we also see at this point that um, Duke is the one who pimped his girlfriend out to Miles, and he does that so that he can try to get on the main news feed. Um, for their news media and, and Miles has been hesitant about it because Miles doesn't want Duke's brand of Yeah, I thought I, I thought and I thought that kinda odd that would do it. Like I don't think they the whiskey character like they portray her one way talking to Andy, but she went right along with his Yeah. Like I like that that was sort of Well it, to me it seemed like whiskey I'm, I'm, I couldn't figure out if Whiskey really did love Duke or not. Yeah, the whole thing was just kind of, like I said. I, I, she was clearly only using Miles to be to get whatever she wanted to get ahead because she has yeah. ambition for herself. Yeah. And she's basically like, I'm going to play the game. Yeah, just like everybody else. So, um, uh, we find out after this that, um, that um, Jeremy... Renner's hot sauce is the blood. It's not real blood. <laughs> Helen didn't die. Uh, Helen was shot, and her sister's diary or, or notes or journal or whatever in her breast pocket is what saved her life, uh, which I thought was sweet. And then they used Jeremy Renner's hot sauce to make Sorry. it look like she had blood all over her. And he does not actually have a hot sauce line. <laughs> you looked it up? <laughs> I did. I checked. I doubt. He was on Hot Ones, though. Oh, I doubt that um, Jared Leto actually has a kombucha line. So, but Jared Leto does have a weird cult island. So, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, Helen comes in and, um, oh geez, what happens? Oh, so Helen comes in and, um, and everybody's now freaked out. They're screaming because they think she's She's Andy and they think she's dead. And they're like, what is going on? And Bertie goes, what is reality? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she has the original napkin. She has retrieved it from Miles's office. And the glass onion and um, so she has the original napkin uh, they all kind of put together that she is not Andy she is Helen Helen yeah um, and uh, although Bertie's very late to that realization <laughs> and then um, and then uh, while she's basically flaunting the napkin um, miles burns the napkin yep and says you have no proof and um, and then she realizes that nobody in the room is going to back her up, which at this point is even wilder to me. Like, maybe you're morally bankrupt and want to hold on to your stuff, and that's why you don't back Andy in the lawsuit. But at this point in time, Miles has just admitted to killing two of your friends, and 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 releasing something you know to be that's supposed to be so dangerous. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And going to burn all your careers down. Like uh-huh. I just. Yeah, that's what I said. There, there, there were just elements to the movie that didn't work for me. Yeah. So, um, Helen just starts smashing all of the glass... The glass structures. Stru- yeah. yeah, all the glass... Um, you're saying structures. I was going to say... Uh, sculptures. Not, yeah, sculptures. There you go. Um, and Liberace's piano. <laughs> well, before she gets to the piano, 
Um, she she's smashing sculptures. The other group starts joining in and smashing sculptures too because they're they're frustrated too. You know, Miles does have stuff on every one of them. Yeah, yeah, and lords it over. Them. Yes, and so um, but then once she starts to to smash the uh, the Liberace's piano, it's gone too far for all of them. They stop smashing things. She's the only one. Still but again, though, things. I don't understand why they would back him over Andy. Because if she was their friend all along, what did they think she was going to do to them? Like, if she ran the multi-billion dollar company. Right. Like, I, it, it, she's the one that saw their potential. So she's the one that's probably still going like, to back them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I, I, like again, they're, they're, it was tough for me to mentally get... Like, the no, movie I had didn't. funny elements, but as far as being a murder mystery... I guess the only point to that would be that if Andy had won her lawsuit, she still would have only won half the money. Whereas if Miles won, then he would have all of the money. Do you see what I'm saying? I, 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 I mean, I don't understand. Wow. Yeah, again, they, I think they just had it as a plot point. But again, I don't, I don't follow why they would go with Miles to start with. Who knows? So, um, she ends up, uh, setting the bar cart on fire. Oh, we, we skipped over the most important part about how Duke dies. Duke oh, doesn't okay. die. Allergy. Yeah, Duke doesn't die from pineapple. He dies from pineapple. Wait, did, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't die, die from poison. poison. He, he dies, dies from pineapple. He's got a pineapple allergy. <laughs> Um, and the whole thing is, and I called this as soon as it happened. I told Mike, I was like, um, yeah, Miles either, see, in my mind, I thought that Miles had done a Princess Bride where he had some kind of poison built up a tolerance tolerance to it and put it in both glasses or put it in his glass, knowing that he had a tolerance to it and then switched out the glasses at some point in time. Yeah. But this is actually more clever than that because... Well, actually, Benoit is saying it's not. He tells him how. I know Benoit. I know he says it's stupid in the in in his little reveal of what happened. But I don't think it's stupid. I actually think it's pretty smart because there's if you can't prove there's intention, it's just a mix-up. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like so because it's just pineapple. Um, so I, I disagree with Benoit's assessment there about the validity of how stupid or smart it was but I thought and and Benoit is very upset that uh Miles stole his yes lights out pistol analogy and the reveal also that Miles is the one that killed Andy and also killed Duke and, yes you know it, it, so it's it's kind of funny and then he just sort of walks out and smokes a cigar by the pool <laughs> yes. leaving the rest of them to do all their thra- all their thrashing and crashing and smashing right so so uh Helen has now set the bar cart on fire and she's throwing pillows into the fire. She's trying to make it a bonfire, you know, make it as big as possible. And, um, you know, they're like, all right, what are you like? Okay. Like what, what are you doing? And then it is finally revealed that, uh, before he left the room, Benoit Blanc gave her a piece of the solid hydrogen and what she does is throw it into the fire. And of course it caused an explosion. And so now everything's exploded um, and everything's on fire. And, um, but the Mona Lisa is protected by the, the glass. Yeah. Except Helen's running. To try to, to get, get to, the to the override switch. 
Um, and she gets to it and the Mona Lisa burns up um, and thus making it so that Miles' name will forever be linked with the Mona Lisa, but not in the way that he wanted. And they're all outside on the steps after that. So. Yeah, and it, it exposes that Miles' product is not safe and how unsafe it is. Um, so she's like, this is how you debut to the world. Your clear energy source is dangerous and it burned the Mona Lisa. Yep. And so now he's pissed. And now everybody decides they're not gonna back Miles anymore. And so he calls them all shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Helen had referred to them as throughout. Yes, throughout the entire time. So that is the, uh, that's the end of the movie. You see the police boats coming, I guess, yeah. presumably. So, did, I guess, so, burning question one, did Miles go to jail, do you think? Uh, he had to have. Uh, so, that's what I was trying to so were they going to perjure, so, but wouldn't they have perjured themselves if they sent him to jail? Because they lied in the original court case? Okay, so they would have perjured themselves in the original court case. They might be able to get around that. They might be able to break a deal with the, whoever. But they are witnesses to everything else that happened. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just sort of leaves you out there. If you have prime witnesses into a murder case, you're not going to be super worried about getting them on perjury charges. Yeah, I suppose. So, um, yes, I believe Miles went to jail. And I don't think it's a situation where his money's going to help him because, as we so eloquently found out, all his money is tied up in Clear. And now that Clear's been exposed for being dangerous, but he's what, worthless. I suppose. I, again, I, just, I, I know that's how it was presented. I just... I don't know. I'm trying to think too much about the movie. I mean, I, I agree. If you, uh, if you, uh, in, they still if, have if the you other... extrapolate it out to like an Elon Musk, of course, Elon Musk has multiple companies. So if, if say Twitter does tank one day, um, he did spend $44 billion on it, but he also still has SpaceX and Tesla. And, yeah. You know. and, well, and that's what I was thinking too. Like they all run these companies like for him and then they still have Alpha and it's a board of directors. It's not just like he's one person. Right. So I just like, so it was just and sort of you, odd. And we often see how re very rich people get away with murder. So, <laughs> I mean, knows? yeah, again, so. I guess if I'm being um, optimistic, he did go to work okay. with murder. But if I'm being pessimistic or even realistic, maybe not. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, there, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of elements to the movie that, like, even the use of hydrogen, you know, like, it, like this product emitted hydrogen into the universe. Yeah. Uh, like, I, hydrogen dissipates in air. Like, it's a, it's a very light gas. Yeah. So, if you had it floating, it would just... I think the concern is away. that the houses, it would be, it would build up in the house. Yeah, but I don't think that's possible for the element the hydrogen. I okay. Think just, like, you have to have a, the dirigibles, like she talks about, specifically designed to trap it. Okay. Like, otherwise it just floats out. It's a very, that's why they used it, because it would rot, like, much like helium, it can, it can I rise. I don't know enough about science <laughs> to be concerned it's, about that. Well, and the other thing is it's also very, like, the reason why it's not, it's a very clean burning gas, mm -hmm. but the reason they don't use it as much is because to separate, well, no, uh, to separate hydrogen and get just pure forms of hydrogen, 
it's very environmentally unfriendly, oh. expensive, and hard to do. So, anyway, I've probably got too wrapped up. <laughs> I, just, I was more wrapped up in little details like <laughs> if if Miles didn't know Benoit Blanc was coming, then how did they have an extra biometric bracelet? Right. Like, those were the details that were in my mind. Yeah, and and you would think maybe he just had that laying about. They have a big house, but, yeah, it was just... Yeah, but he sent somebody to do their little gas thing and then give them their biometric bracelets. If you only suspected they were going to be... Why would you have just an extra one there for it? Yeah, or or why would the guy... uh, Who was it? Was that Ethan Hawke? Yeah. That was the his assistant there with the gun. Oh, what was it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. And um, yeah, you're. But if you were going to pick up people for your boss, and there's somebody that's not, like, why would you just? Yeah. It, it just, yeah. It's, again, that's that's why I say there there's certain uh, like the movie definitely it was entertaining, it was funny, but I, what I thought was funny was that <laughs> they're talking about like the case in front of Serena Williams who's like oh, the yeah. person. another another cameo where you think it's a picture of her but it's like an interactive exercise she's like hey are you guys gonna need an exercise session because like I'm getting paid yeah. <laughs> I, I mean they definitely had a lot of, of it was I mean the cast was kind of crazy because also on that zoom call with uh uh that with uh with Benoit in the tub when he's playing yeah. among us I mean, what was it? They had Yo-Yo Ma, uh, oh. Angela Lansbury. I oh, recognized I didn't know. her. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, because she. I think her and uh, there was one other person that they dedicated the movie to because they died before it came out. Oh, yeah. So it, it was. It was rich, you know Serena Williams. Yeah. It was rich, full of cameos, and I think even the Dong is a is an actor who. Um, I read it's it, he's in uh, is it Joseph Joseph the guy Joseph Gordon Levitt because he was also a voice in the first movie so oh. some of the smaller roles uh, Darrell the bum was in the first movie also oh okay so they kind of carried it over but I I think I just have issues with the director what's this Ryan Johnson Ryan Johnson yeah I think I I don't think he does sequels well yeah I didn't like I didn't like the Last Jedi either I still found this enjoyable but I just thought the first one was I better. thought he put the second Star Wars remake in the tank. I did not like how he did that at all. And I didn't like particularly... I mean, now I say he directed the first one, so I, I thought the first... I enjoyed the first one a lot more than this one. So, um, alright, so other burning question. I, what, uh, Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. I thought she was outstanding in this movie as Birdie. Oh yeah, she's... I really, like, I liked watching her character and, you know, like, she's... Favorite Kate Hudson movie? Oh, uh, Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Do you have a least favorite Kate Hudson movie? I don't think so. I also liked her in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and I can't think of many other movies with her, yeah. actually. I, I thought she... And I liked her on Glee. I thought she was great yeah, on Glee, too. Uh, yeah, I, low, she's low-key a pretty good actress. Yeah. I like her in a lot of different things. Um, and I, again, Batista... I is it was he a more do you think he's a more famous actor or a more famous wrestler? I think at this point he's leaning into the more famous actor role. Just I would because agree. you Drax on Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a huge role. And how many people know him from that role and don't I mean I think our view is is blinded by the fact that we have little people that love WWE <laughs> yeah. and so we're constantly bombarded by that universe. Yeah. 
But, you know, think if you think about some of the movies and things he's been in, you know, the, the My Spy on one, of the, it's kind of a kid's movie. But yeah. He was in that. He was in the latest one, um, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Which one was we it? We didn't like. No. Cabin no. at the End of the World or Not something? Cabin no. in the Woods. No, Knock at the Cabin Knock Door. Knock at the Cabin Door. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. But his character was pretty good. So, I enjoyed it, though. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought overall... Entertaining. You know, like I said, entertaining, but I don't know. Could have been done better. So I tell you one thing very underrated that I did like about the movie. Probably my favorite part about the whole movie. What? The soundtrack. Oh. It was I thought soundtrack. the soundtrack was great. I enjoyed it. They had everything from the Bee Gees to Under the Ridge with some Red Hot Chili Peppers, to Blackbird. I thought I thought that that was a quality movie soundtrack. So that's two movies in a row now where I like, I thought the soundtrack was really done well. I, so, I didn't pay that much attention to the soundtrack. I, well, I, I, maybe I just, I, I, I like, <laughs> I low-key have always enjoyed movie soundtracks. Okay. So I pay attention to that. Um, I, I thought it was an excellent soundtrack to this movie, though. Like, uh, there's certain movies where if you... I, I would like to take the soundtrack and just throw it in as, like, a mix. Yeah. This, but, like, this one would be phenomenal, I thought. What I thought was interesting was that Benoit Blanc's character, I felt like, was different in this movie. Yes. In the, in the first Absolutely. movie, he was a bumbling idiot. He just stumbled upon the truth. Like, it wasn't like he knew what he was doing. It, and in this movie, it's the exact opposite. He, um, they make him kind of silly because he's not good at these little games. But otherwise, he figures everything out pretty and, and, easily and, and handily. I, I thought the first movie just kind of portrayed him that way, even though he was smart. It sort of portrayed him as bumbling, but I thought underneath he was, like, maybe it was just sort of an act. But, okay. I, you know, that, that was just kind of my thought on it, but... My thought was that he just stumbled onto yeah, the truth. I, and maybe he went with his gut feeling that his gut feeling was that the, the girl didn't do it. Yeah. You know, but like, okay. But yeah, but I agree. The, the character is, it's, it's a very different character in this movie um, than, what, than what's put out in the first. What's funny is that this character is probably closer to me to a, Her, a Hercule Poor, Hercule Poirot. Who is the like main character that uh, Agatha Christie uses as her yeah. detective? Yeah. Um. So this character was closer to that yeah, character. Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree. I you know I again. I, but you're right. It was. I, and I know I read I, I read you know reading a little bit about the movie that this is supposed to be a standalone movie. They don't want it to be. While okay. it's a sequel, it's not. It's supposed to stand alone as a movie. I mean, I get that. But you do have one recurring character, and that character is different from one movie to the next. I, again, that, that's why I didn't like what he did with Star Wars, with that same thing. I had serious issues with the character continuity that he brought to the second, start, the last Jedi for Star Wars. See, I didn't have as much of a problem with the second movie as I did with the third movie, but you know, whatever. He lost me when, when they made Princess Leia float. Well, she was dead. They were trying to figure out what to do with her. And that's the best you can come up with? I don't like it. I, like I said, I, 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 
I think he has maybe good original ideas, but I have issues with a lot of sequels. So maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Well, again, my my biggest problem with this one was that there wasn't enough of a twist. Like, yeah. the it being revealed oh, that Helen is Andy's twin sister is not a big enough of a twist. Nope. It's not creative enough. It's not, that is not nearly Agatha Christie enough. I didn't. If you were Agatha Christie, I'm telling you, Agatha Christie still would have had the twist with the twin sister, but then there would have been an additional twist at the very end that and, you and, did not see coming. And, and even how did, how did Benoit get the box? I saw that right away. Well, who else would send it to him? Yeah. I, I mean, who's got the, who's got the, like, it, it just didn't. I, I don't know. It, I there. see. I have a hard time where I just believe what people say. So, like <laughs> when he said that he figured out the box, I just assumed that he was not lying. That he figured out the box. Yeah. You know? No. I was. So. I, I. I was like, well, that's that's an easy no. Who gave him that? It was her. Like, I just. I. You know. I don't know. I'm with you. It, it just. It was too telegraphed for me for a murder mystery. Yeah. I. You know, if they were making a comedy. You know, they definitely. I had think it is partially elements. comedy. I agree, yeah. but again, I, I like a little murder mystery with my murder mysteries. You yeah. can't call yourself a murder mystery, and then your best element be Jeremy Renner's hot sauce. Yeah. So you know, I, I just like I said, not my thing. Also, I didn't like that they just destroyed the Mona Lisa. <laughs> like, it's her revenge on Miles is destroying a priceless work of art, the most famous painting in the world that he had kind of strong-armed France into giving him, right? Yeah. He says he, France needed money, so he loaned it to them. Yeah. And then you're just going to just, like, why not just give it back to France? I understand where you're coming from, but you have to understand, too, that if this guy's lifelong dream is to be associated with the Mona Lisa, it is the perfect revenge. I don't know. You're destroying something priceless and depriving future generations of a great work of art. He killed her sister. Yes. That's not going to bring your sister back. I mean, kill him. And then just deny it. If everybody's already in cahoots and going to perjure themselves even more and lie about what he did. Well, you're talking about morally bankrupt. Uh, They're all morally bankrupt. Yeah, but Helen's not morally bankrupt. I guess, I guess, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I'm with you. I understood the plot point, and it was a good plot point. But I'm just like, there was a part of me that was like, well, you're just destroying a priceless work of art for, you know, like, what? maybe because we were at the art museum and I we, we were seeing everything <laughs> and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. That- well, he had to come up with something that couldn't be replicated. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? No, it, I, I get it. It couldn't be his baby blue, his car, no, because like, it. who cares? You can make, yeah. you can buy or make a new car. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I just don't. I, I was just a little disappointed they destroyed the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because I want to go see the Mona Lisa and... I, I did. Now I will say this too. I, I thought Ed Norton played a good. I thought he, as Miles, I thought he that was a really. He good did. One. I will be curious if he starts to have a little kind of resurgence. I, I, you wonder. He, has he I don't know because sometimes I don't pay attention. Has he been resurgent or has he just been quiet or did he? I think he has a bad reputation. Does he really? Yeah. I don't know enough about him for know. being difficult to work with. Really, sort yeah. of a Chevy modern Chevy Chase. I don't think as much as that more like egotistical hard to work with gotcha. than like racist hard to work with well Chevy Chase I don't think he's racist uh yes well but he's <laughs> he's more well known for being difficult to work with just for being oh well then probably that too yeah he 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 demands everything be done his way yeah like he he refuses to, to think, show up on time he refuses to do things with other I actors I think that's 
He's been, he's been notorious since really his Saturday Night Live days as just being somebody that's incredibly, incredibly hard to work with. Right. Um, because now, you know, I like the vacation. I love the vacation movies. Mm-hmm, and especially Christmas Vacation. I know. But the reason why they kept, the producer for Christmas Vacation kept an extra plane ticket on her. So if she got fed up with Chevy Chase, she could leave. <laughs> Because well, he was so difficult to work with. Yeah. And when they were filming all those, apparently he was he was just a giant, really pain to work with throughout that whole series. That's also why the kids' actors kept changing. Yeah. Apparently the only person that could halfway stand him was Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. And and so I think Edward Norton has that reputation yeah. as well. Does he? I didn't know that about him. Um but you know, he's Hopefully, he's seen the error in his ways. Let's say that. And maybe he's turned a new leaf and uh, he can have a little resurgence. Because I do, he did play his character well. Yeah, I I thought, and I don't know, what else has he been in? The only other movie I can think that Edward Norton's been in is Fight Club. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff, though. I, like, personally, I'm not a huge Edward Norton fan, so I couldn't sit here and list them out for you, but he's been in a lot of other stuff. Wasn't he the Hulk? He was the original Hulk. That is true. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was him, then it was Eric Bana, and then it was Mark Ruffalo. It's a lot of Hulks. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of them. Unless they were You've seen Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, in the Avenger movies, but yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. He hasn't had it. He never... Mark Ruffalo's never had a standalone movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to look up and see Edward Norton movies. But... Yeah. Cool. Well, I did find it. Like I said, I thought it was a good movie. It was entertaining. I don't think if you have an afternoon and want to catch it. I enjoyed it. I do I do think the original was better, but I enjoyed it. I do think that if Ryan Johnson wants to continue on this way, he needs to brush up on his Agatha Christie and um, put more twists in. More unexpected twists. Well, we'll find out because they are making another one. Uh, it does not surprise me. This one did well. The other one did well. It doesn't surprise me. Well, Netflix spent $49 million for the rights to the Knives Out. Oh, yeah. So, they are, so, you know, it's it's going to be a series of them through Netflix. Well, Ryan so. Johnson, if you ever listen to this, which I don't <laughs> think you will, uh, please read some more Agatha Christie and uh, particularly And Then There Were None or um, I'm blanking on something else that was really good and twisty from her. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Murder on the Orient Express was twisty, too. I mean, like, yeah. Please incorporate more twists into, unexpected twists into your stories. Um, and that's going to be it from us today. We encourage you to go make some popcorn.